Fred Film Radio from San Sebastian Film Festival, Spain. Thank you very much for being with us today. No problem, a pleasure. They say you are the most important person in, in the industry side of this festival, and I <laughs> have to they? talk to you. <laughs> Who are they? <laughs> well, there's a they, I, I could put names in there, but... <laughs> no, no, it's a festival I really like, and uh, for a long time now, I have the chance to live not far, so I love coming here even outside of the festival, and I think uh, the job that has been done in the last 10 years here is tremendous, it's great, the audience is great, it's not like, uh, I mean, in many festivals there is an audience of privileged people, <laughs> uh, or people from the industry, and here it's good to have the possibility to meet the, the, the real audience, yeah. and I think they are young, they are, they are very open-minded, which, uh, which is very important for us when we show a film. Mm -hmm. What do you think about San Sebastian and its place in the festival's calendar? What's the place of San Sebastian throughout the year? Oh, I think there is still, I mean, it's changing all the time, <laughs> but uh, Cannes is still probably the top festival. Venice is still very important. Uh, Berlin in the recent years has been falling down a bit. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, uh, I think San Sebastian is, I would say it's among the top five, uh, world festival today. So it's, uh, and it's a festival where I think talent love to come. I think the industry is more and more coming. I'm just coming from the conference, the financing conference. Yeah. It was amazing the number of, uh, really key players in our industry who were there and, uh, and playing the game. It's, uh, so I think there is a, I think it's, it's, Definitely um, uh, a prizing festival. Mm. Uh, I would say it's in the top, top five today, and it probably can become in the top three very soon. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I think you're behind the the international noise that some newcomers then made with their films, like Fahrenheit 9/11, or The Orphanage with Bayona, or Pan's Labyrinth. I mean, they were not so well known around the world, and you m a little bit made your magic there. Um, and then you work with veterans too, with, uh, I don't know, Ken Loach, or um, how do you choose the films you're going to work in? So there, there are two aspects. Of course, there is the, the love for cinema at the beginning and the love for people like Ken Loach, where I didn't invent them. <laughs> I yeah, just came at a, at a later period of their career. But for me, it's always a pleasure, uh, an honor to be able to help at my, uh, at my level, to help to try to uh, bring them to a wider audience. And there is what is the most interesting part of our job, which is really to build a director, to take him when he's starting, to little by little, finding him some partners in every country, to allow him to do the film uh, more ambitious or with less, um, I mean, with more freedom. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's a combination of both. It's a, I, I love, I mean, uh, when you admire the director, uh, for example, I worked with Jean-Luc Godard, mm. who was, uh, probably my, uh, my, uh, Your hero. Uh, yeah. yeah, my hero when I was young and to be able to work with him and try to bring something more to his, his I mean, to this uh, visibility. Uh, it's, uh, it's, um, it's, it's very interesting, but the most rewarding is to take, uh, I don't know, young director like Bayona and then mm. trying to bring them to the world. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, for example, Claire Denis. Oh, Claire Denis <laughs> is here, the president of the jury. Yes. You can join if you want. Là, tu vas voir des films? Claire Denis uh, is going to. 
How are you, Claire? We were talking about our work with I'm directors. Fine. Okay, thank you for, for We've joining. Done six films with her. But, but don't give the back to the camera because that's too bad. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you, Claire. It's been a pleasure. On aura, on aura Your back is very black today. <laughs> thank you. Hasta pronto, Claire. Bueno, momentos de los festivales. You have a moment. Uh, I had a very good moment. We're going to be viral. <laughs> and I wanted to talk to you, uh, to you about in the internet because I, I wanted to ask you about how your business has changed with the um, with the platforms first and the pandemic second. Yeah, yeah, our 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 environment is changing all the time. I mean, as you say, platform pandemic now the strike, which is a, a I mean, even if the writer strike stopped, we still have the actor strike, which is causing a lot of problem. Uh, so we need to adapt ourselves all the time. That's and somewhere that gives interest also to 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 our job. I think plat and and there are ways to take things. I think platform. Uh, open opportunities for me it's like if platform had killed free television pay television cinema it would be a problem but uh, there is no uh, private tv that closed because of the platform or a pay tv that closed because of the platform so it's it's just more possibilities so for me the platform changed a bit my uh, my job in offering me different uh, uh, place where I can show my film um, and the, the, the pandemic it's of course was uh, tough but it's we we didn't stop we we, yeah, we, didn't stop. we developed for example we took more time to develop scripts we took more time to watch films to find new talents uh, so I think it's always the same when you have changes you have to take the which side you want to take them and usually changes are opportunities I know I know you're in touch with many actors and actresses You know many actors and actresses, and uh, you know what's going on with the strike right now. I mean, the writers, they reached a pre-agreement with um, AMPTP, yeah. and the actors, maybe they're on their way. What, what happened there? Because I, I, maybe from Europe, we are not really able to read the, the, the scene in the States. No, I think it's, uh, there are several questions. It's a question of survival for them because today with the artificial intelligence, they can be replaced. So they need, of course, to fight. For example, we had a film in, uh, in Cannes called Vincent Must Die that we sold to a U.S. distributor who's going to release it uh, in English with the voice of the French actor mm -hmm. and with the lip sync that corresponds to the English language. So it means... Wow. The dubbing industry is dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The dubbing industry is uh, is uh, employing a lot of uh, actors. So there is a question of survival. Of course, in the future, you can use their image, their voice. Their, and when you do an animation film and you want the voice of Robert De Niro, today you don't need him, for example, to dub a character. So it's a question of survival. But it's also another question that I think we should have uh, treated ourselves before them, which is... Um, what become of, a, of an industry where suddenly uh, you, you have 40,000 films available for $5? And then the other one say, I have 60,000 uh, 60, films available for $3. There is a, a, a total loss of the value of things, which is somewhere a copy to the music industry. The difference is the music industry is uh, to produce a song is not that expensive. You are not... If you want, you can do it with three people. A film, it, it has a minimum uh, cost, and you hire 80, 100 people. If suddenly those films don't have a single value, and identified value, and they are just in an ocean of program, you, you are 
taking the value of the people who work, of those 80 people, 100 people, you are um, considering that value is almost zero. And today for the actors, not to have a remuneration based on the success of their film, but just on a, on a, a volume of film, is a problem of the, the consideration of their work and the value of their work. So I'm totally supportive of, even if it caused me a lot of problem, I think it's not only, um, a, a, I would say, a fight for the actors, it's a fight for what will be the society tomorrow. Half of the job will be useless. Um, it's a, it's a, my wife is a translator. She's probably out of job in two years. Yeah. So today we, we and we did the same with internet. Mm-hmm. When, when something arrives, you have to take the best and you have to put regulation because it can kill you. It's a, it's a, and today that's what is at stake. It's much more important than just uh, getting a better fee for an actor. It's really the question of what is our work value for tomorrow. Do you think they're going to reach a solution soon? They will because it's um, they will because first it's a catastrophe on a social level. Uh, of course, when we think about the actor strike, we think about the 100 stars we know, but there are 156,000 members of SAG, and a lot of actors are very badly paid, and they need. Uh, because it's the way it works in the US and especially in LA they need the envelope every week to pay their rent and today they are out of their house out of their apartment they are, there is a social crisis that it generated which is you cannot stand I mean it cannot last more than two or three months or so they have to reach a, a, and same thing for the platform or the, or the studio they, they have to to Uh, program films. They have to show films. For, for example, in the US, 85% of uh, the market share uh, is, are the studio films in yeah. Seattle. Seattle are just coming out of COVID. A lot of theaters closed in the, in, in the US. If suddenly you take them out 85% of the market, there will be more cinema closing and more and And you know that it's going, you don't recover that. It's a, so it's really a moment of our industry where what is at stake is very important and what both sides can lose is very important. Yeah. Do you know some people say we produce too many films? We should produce less. What do you think? I, uh, I heard that for a long time and I, I was always saying, I don't think we produce too many films. We produce too many films. For the same, uh, for your, in cinema in France, we produce too many films, but there are some other places where we can see films. Today, it's true that probably we produce too many films, even globally. I, it's, mm. There are too many projects, TV series, uh, uh, films, and it's difficult to swallow and to digest uh, the, the, the amount. But it's very difficult for me to tell you we produce too many films because it's everything produced is a good news <laughs> so i know i know why do we want less it's uh, it's but it's true that there is today a, a kind of a traffic jam <laughs> in the in the in the pipeline of the streamers to uh, cinema uh, tv mm-hmm. what do you think about the oscars race in france there's been somehow noise there between anatomy of a fall and le pot feu Yeah, I, I, um, I haven't seen Potofer. I've seen only Anatomy it's, of Fall. It's, it's, good. it's good. Yeah, so I, it's difficult for me to judge. Then it, that problem and that 
way of deciding has always been a, a problem in France. Uh, for example, Mavi en Rose was never nominated while it was an obvious And Maria Boutilla got a nomination. <laughs> yes. Uh, when we did March of the Penguin that did $80 million in the US, it was not nominated. And they were telling me, yeah, but it will be best documentary. Uh, yes, it will be best do documentary with Morgan Freeman. Nobody yeah. will know it's French. <laughs> yeah. So if you really want to show what you do in the French cinema, that would have been good to push it. We always had that In France, the political aspect is too much um, interfering with the culture. So the problem, we know that it might be a political uh, uh, problem. I think the problem is more not to have some like uh, criteria to choose. If you were doing, okay, the film has been in an A festival, plus one. The film has been sold to that list of distributors in the US, plus one. That film has 85% on Rotten Tomatoes, plus one. And then <laughs> you have criteria that gives you the film that has the most chances. Yeah. But we still want in France to discuss. <laughs> <laughs> We've been admiring France for decades. Um, how do you see Spain in the film industry um, sense? How do you see us? No, I think... I think it's very dynamic. I think it's very different from, and because of the regulation, it, it's quite different from France. Um, I know politically there is not the same support mm. than uh, we have in France, but I think it's something that is coming from far in France, which is cultural and that takes time. So I think the way um, cinema is looking at his own cinema today is more cultural, so it's, it's, it will come, it just takes time. I think there are ways of... Uh, for example, in France, most of the cinema is financed by television for what, for, f to be broadcasted on the channel. In uh, Spain, Telecinco is financing horror films because the way they recoup is if the film works in cinema. Yeah. So it's better in, in that, in that sense. It's like Korea, they put quota not on TV, but on cinema. And I think there are plenty of things to learn from each other system. I think, for example, Spain should uh, copy our system of obligation with the platform. Is that suddenly we have platform obliged to invest in French cinema, uh, and it, it brings like 50, 60 million to, to the cinema world. I don't understand why uh, the other European countries are not doing the same. So I think there are things to take everywhere. Mm. Uh, but I, what I think is that uh, your, your um, industry is younger and more dynamic, which we, I, I can feel an energy of the, the people I know in Spain, the people I'm talking to, I can feel something which is somewhere more pure than Uh, France, where we have to carry that cultural uh, burden, uh, which is sometimes elitist, sometimes uh, arrogant, sometimes uh, while our job is to help as much as we can new talent to be able to make their films wherever they are coming from. Okay. I have a couple of questions more for you. I mean, they are very uh, quick. Give us, please, a, a couple of titles or maybe three uh, titles of films that maybe we are not paying attention to this year. And you know they're good and they are around. Maybe are yours, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, um, they will probably be mine. Any hints? No, I, I really liked and I was surprised. Uh, there was a film in Venice Horizonte called Day of the Fight, which uh -huh. was uh, a boxing film uh, that reminded me New Hollywood, like the film that when they were like Raging Bull or that I really enjoyed and I, I didn't understand <laughs> why it was not... Uh, 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 in the competition? Yeah. I asked Jose Luis, I said, have you seen the film? And apparently it was not submitted to them. Okay. So you can still feel that there is a job to be done, <laughs> which is our job, uh, to bring that kind of, uh, of uh, 
jewel to 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 earth after there are films but they are not like hidden gems a film like killer of the flower moon for me that was in a in Cannes uh, is a giant masterpiece it is and i have the feeling that um the audience not the audience i would say the critics or the industry is no more paying attention to classic films and they prefer things which are more radical while here i think it's a it's a uh, it's a classic uh, but after the, i mean it's a, it's very difficult for me not to i mean to speak about films which are not mine because if i think they are there's one of yours he don't do well <laughs> i'm trying to to take them to, <laughs> to do that job <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, yeah, yeah and my last question is uh, by, by filming I, i told you before is uh, what film would you say changed your life i mean we have a star here guys <laughs> A film no, that I changed your life. It's very difficult, of course, to say one. Uh, um, and I was talking about Godard before. My favorite film is Pierrot Le Fou. But the film that probably changed my um, my vision about what cinema is is a, a Godard movie called Detective, mm -hmm. where Johnny Hallyday was the the main actor. Johnny Hallyday was a big singer in France. And when I uh, I played on a radio game to win tickets for the new Johnny Hallyday film, not for the new Godard film. <laughs> and I was 16 years old and I won those tickets. I go to see the movie and the, the film disturbed me so deeply that I had the feeling suddenly to see an art that was talking to me that I couldn't explain. And uh, so when I saw the film, I came four times in the week to watch it again, wow. to know why it was obsessing me, while I was not obviously understanding the film. And then I found out that there was behind just the storytelling, an art, which is cinema, that connects to some people, at least to me, because I've never been um, an intellectual. I, I never read so much. I'm not listening to music so much. <laughs> I'm not going to museums so much. So, But suddenly there is something that was talking to me very deeply, directly. And I think that what, that's the first film where I, I um, connected to the name of a director. I said, okay, who did that film? I want to see more films of, of that guy. Nice answer. Nice answer. <laughs> Thank you very much, Monsant, the man in the shadows in this festival, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you very much for being Thank with you. us today. Thank you. Bye. Fred, 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 24-7 on Fred FM and smartphone app.